Colombo, Colombo. Ah oui, Monsieur Colombo, party of three. Hey everybody, uh, you are here today for the birth of a grand, brand new podcast, a pod as we call them. But what we want to talk about on this podcast, which we are dubbing the Idiot Box, uh, is one of our favorite things, which is television that kind of existed, uh, you know, we'll say roughly in between the years of 1960 and 1990. Um, and here co-hosting with me, Craig T. Nelson, uh, are my lovely co-hosts. Zandy and Dan. Uh, I'll let them introduce themselves. I'm Dan. And I'm Zandy. (laughs) (laughs) We're all over it. You you guys did it beautifully. Um, And so uh, what we want to talk about going forward uh, is really all these great shows that existed uh, and were really popular at a period of time before Dan and I were alive. Um, but when Zandi was growing up, so we have all Thank sorts of perspectives. So, wow. so much for that. Even incredible I was like, shade. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I wanted you I to be the expert. I started on all of them. <laughs> oh my god! You're the expert. I can, am I going to cut this part? <laughs> no, it's funny. <laughs> all right, but we we have all. So the the main point being is that we have all different perspectives <laughs> coming in on these different uh, programs I have the uh, that we're going to be discussing. And the first one that we're going to be discussing is the classic detective show, Columbo. Columbo. Uh, If you don't know it, it stars Peter Falk, the grandfather from uh, The Princess Bride is how I know him. But he's got quite the oeuvre. Yeah, but I told told Krang that he has to watch the original in-laws because... That is one of my favorite movies, and he plays a totally different character, and it is timeless and so funny. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Okay, both of you need to watch. We're All right, we're on it. We're on it. So, but before we go too deep into lore, as we you know probably are want to do, folklore. Huh? <laughs> I didn't huh? hear that. That's uh-huh. fine. I should go to jail for that one. <laughs> Uh, we're going to dive right in uh, to one of our first episodes, which is going to be uh, kind of recapped for us by Zandi, uh, which is called Any Old Port in the Storm. And before you ask, yes, pretty much every Columbo name of an episode is a pun based on something in that episode. So I won't say any more. We're going to take it off. This is the Idiot Box. gang welcome back to the idiot box today we are talking about colombo the italian detective he asked a lot of questions <laughs> and today uh today is no different uh today is uh, any old port in a storm and uh, i think to kick it off we're going to recap the episode for those of you who didn't get a chance to watch an hour and a half of detective television <laughs> uh so zandy's got that for us it's a it's it's a quick hour and a half though yeah oh it, it, don't it be intimidated by. it's a good show it's just long it's legit great um, uh, okay, so this episode is called Any Old Port in a Storm, and as Krang said, that every uh, every title of a, a Columbo episode is a pun, a play on words, so to speak, um, and you will find out why as I recap. And as Port we... is another word for butthole. No, I'm... <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Sure. Thanks for thanks for elevating the yeah. discourse. Wait, it's a fancy enough television program already. Oh sure. <laughs> um, okay, so there is it. It opens on a vineyard, the Carcini Vineyard, and there is the vintner. Is that the term vintner? Wine man. Wine man. <laughs> um, uh, his name is Adrian Carcini. And he is hosting a bunch of elite vintners as well, or something. And they, um, and he is just, he is extremely elegant dressing in the, uh, in the seventies equivalent of high fashion, high male fashion. Um, and he, uh, he is testing out one of his, uh, his uh, varietals on them like a very <laughs> precious but I don't know if I'm 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 you know using the right terminology um but anyway he's he's um airing out and ta- and they're all tasting it and they think it's extraordinary and they're going to give him a prize and he's extremely happy and he says gentlemen I'm going to go into my office and and um, decant one of my finest wines. I will be right back. And everyone's murmuring in <laughs> happiness. And he goes into his office and lo and behold, there is his, his ne'er-do-well brother, Rick. Who's and- like a cowboy. I don't understand how these two people grew up in the same home. One of them mm-hmm. is basically Frasier and the other one is ca- like uh, in the a 70s, wild west guy. was a cowboy or a wine man. But weren't they, didn't they have different mothers? That's the, I think they oh. had different mothers. One but was raised by the fancy mom and one was yeah, raised one by, the, by the cowgirl mom. <laughs> one had um, a, a mom who drove a, a Bentley and one had a mom who drove a T-Bird with a T-Top with and know. four he barrels. like a Ken doll, but even more fake somehow. Oh, no. <laughs> and, uh, and he's got enormous teeth and his name is Rick. And I don't think anyone is named Rick anymore. Not a right? lot. R-I-C. Yeah, no. Oh, right. Well, Rick, okay, sick. All right. Yeah. No, no. Um, Not anymore. Oh, <laughs> too soon. Um, uh, so um, Rick is there, and uh, he basically says, I, uh, I, um, you waste a ton of money being fancy, and I sold the vineyards um, to, uh, like, you know, the Rianiti people, basically. <laughs> and uh, and Adrian is just horrified and so upset. And he says, it's the family pride. And he says, who needs pride? I need money. And uh, I'm getting married and I'm going to Mexico and I need money. So uh, and and then I also sold the vineyards and and uh, Adrian gives him money. And then uh, once he says he's going to sell the vineyards and that basically Adrian is a snob. Adrian gets so upset, so emotionally distraught that he kills him. As one does. As one does. I mean, I gotta give him props. He's definitely the underdog from a physical perspective. He's like a little, he looks like a little egg. You know how the British people eat eggs in those cups? Oh yeah. Like a single egg. That's what he looks like as a single egg in a cup. Well, my mom is British. Um, You have to forgive me. You've got some British. It's fun to like hit the egg with a spoon on top and then uh, anyway it doesn't matter anyway he kills him unpremeditated uh in a fit of passion and then drags his body into the wine cellar 
um, which uh, is um, cool, as one knows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes back. Uh, it's very cool. Oh, it's, it's very, very cool so to have cool. a wine cellar. His uh, assistant, I wouldn't exactly call him, maybe she's a secretary in those days, but yeah. she's now a, an assistant who's a very elegant lady named, I believe her name, let me see. Her name is, is it Karen? Yeah, her name is Karen. Um, she plays his secretary and she is devoted to him. And uh, a little aloof to everybody else, but devoted to him. And he says, oh, Rick left the back way or something like that. And she's like, oh, okay, why are you telling me this? But that's fine. And then he goes back out to his um, his compatriots and they have a delicious bottle of decanted wine. And he tries to pretend everything's normal. And then he disposes of Rick's beautiful, like, I don't know what it is. It looks like an Aston Martin. They comment on it, but it's like a red car. It's a cool um, car. It's beautiful. And he wears his driving gloves. So there's no fingerprints, but it seems like everyone wears driving gloves at all times. It was, it was that era. It's kind of amazing. I, I love to wear driving gloves in my Kia. Yeah. When I get into my Honda Civic, <laughs> I just put on mittens. <laughs> I don't know. The driving moccasins also baffle me. I've never gotten into a car and been like frustrated with my footwear, except for sandals. But when I was a teenager, I used to drive barefoot sometimes. I drive barefoot in the summertime. Really? Yes. When I'm at the beach and I don't, my feet are sandy and everything and I don't want to put shoes on. Yeah. No, I I love, anyway. You know, driving gloves for your feet. He has driving gloves and a jaunty hat. I've never worn a hat when I'm driving. Have you? Um, no, honestly, I have like a whole thing with hats. My head's too big for like literally every hat. I'm serious. I went to a hat shop once and my friend was buying a hat and I was like, all right, just, just so I know, like, can I see your biggest size? And it like didn't fit. And he was like, okay, this is like the biggest we have like in the store. And it's seven and seven eighths. The biggest hat they make is an eight. Maybe you have to go to like, you know how big and tall there's big and tall. Pretty much. You have to go to like fat head pretty much i have like the fattest head it's (laughs) so big it just and every time i wear a hat i I convince myself it looks good i'm like no this looks cool that it's just on the top of my head like a little boy like oliver hardy yeah it's It's like it's about to pop yeah i'm just trying to like squeeze it down onto my head and it's just nothing doing it means you're gonna be famous isn't there like a whole thing that says if you have a huge head you're gonna be famous Oh, yeah. Oh, really? I remember that from Entourage. See you later, suckers, because I'm I'm going straight (laughs) to the top. This head cannot be contained. The president of Hollywood's going to show up to your house with a measuring tape. (laughs) I must really be fucking up because my head is supposedly (laughs) really big and I'm not famous yet. We got to go to one of those uh, like XXL haberdasheries and just get ourselves (laughs) some big hats. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I digress. So... uh, (laughs) So he like doesn't he what does he do? He leaves the car out? No, he tries to hide the car, but his the assistant sees it. He hides it in like the garage, but like his assistant sees it and he like tries to rush her away to go like buy him some clothes or something or pack clothes for they're going on a trip. Quick, go buy me a pant. Oh, they're going on a wine buying trip to New York. Oh yeah, they go on this fancy wine buying trip. Poconos. And Catskills wine. I mean, first of all, they have um, on the, I know I haven't been in first class, but I'm pretty sure they don't have someone playing 
like soft jazz on a piano. Not anymore. Nobody dresses up to fly. Um, they have a live piano player. No one brings a piano on the plane anymore. It's actually my service piano. Yeah, no, it's like a Service little like I, I don't know what's going on, but and and she's not. He bids on some extremely expensive wine. She knows he can't afford, and he just can't help himself. So um, then, after he's killed, the weird the weird part starts to happen, which is the fiance, the like albino fiance, pretty much stops in and says, um, "I was supposed to meet." Rick in Mexico and he never showed up and it's so unlike him. And then, uh, and he's like, well, you know, I, I, this is not really my department. She's like, something has happened. Something has happened. I think something dreadful has happened. And then she shows Columbo a picture of him and he says, terrific looking guy. No wonder you're worried. As if, <laughs> as if, if he were ugly, like there wouldn't be any concern. The world doesn't cry for ugly husbands yeah. and, this is, this is this is what this is what the men's rights movement is yeah, all, about. all about. I'm glad we're talking about <laughs> super ugly cowboys getting their fair shake. <laughs> so, um, uh, on the plane, I think that um, Adrian speaking as if he's incredibly stoned, but I don't think he gets drunk or stoned. He's I don't think he's the type. Um, and then uh, let's see, and then. Um, uh, Columbo be you know he's very nice to Columbo. Columbo is very nice to him. It's a, not an adversarial. Uh, I don't think he Adrian ever really gets mad or irritated at him, and uh, they like share wine. I just don't know about police policemen drinking on the job, but perhaps he's so unorthodox that Columbo uh, does. Drink. It's not drinking; it's wine. Yeah. Wine has a whole different set of rules. You're just being fancy on the job. That's what that is. Oh, they have a connection because they're both Italian. That's oh, that yeah. I remember. And also, and they, and they have an understanding. It's the Italianness, Right. And they have an understanding and appreciation and like, wink, wink, like we're Italian. You know what it, you know what I mean? The Italian code. Um, uh, then um, uh, I think they find his car, right? Don't they find his car? And, and oh yes, they find his car on a precipice somewhere, and uh, they say that he went scuba diving, and he had already been scuba diving that day. And even though he was like a, a real athlete, he um, he died uh, scuba diving because he was too exhausted. The bends. The bends. I remember this. This is like a whole thing where they're like, he won't stop scuba diving. This man, he, he just he just scuba dives. <laughs> And also, he, uh, Columbo. Scuba diving cowboy. Right. They find his body, <laughs> and it's because he scuba dove too much. And then they go to the they go to the club, the the beach club or whatever kind of club it is, where the fiance is hanging out with her weirdo friends, and um and they give her the bad or Columbo gives her the bad news that um her fiance has died, and she's absolutely overwhelmed and we will talk about this the group of friends she has later i'm sure um he <laughs> himself to death 
but uh, anyway, he and uh, he and Adrian Colombo and Adrian have a very nice relationship, and Colombo decides to learn about wines. So at first he knows nothing, and then he learns about wines, and Adrian says, "I'm very impressed." Mm. And then uh, and then I, then Colombo uh, interviews Karen, the uh, the secretary, and she keeps him at bay, and she's very suspicious of him. And mm-hmm. Colombo, she was the one who found the car, but then like got rushed away. So I feel like she's right. the weak link here, right? Right. And then um, so then they all Colombo says he wants to buy them dinner. Mm. Uh, uh, and um, to I, I don't know to celebrate what are they celebrating? Being Italian, being Italian, and Just a big he old goes. Italian celebration. He goes into the restaurant where at first the maitre d is extremely rude to Colombo because he looks like he looks with his he looks shabby. Colombo so he puts looks like him, shit, and that's canon. That's right. And then he puts him near the kitchen. And then Adrian and Karen come in and they're outraged, just outraged. And the maitre d' says, oh, I'm so sorry, uh, Monsieur Carcini. I'm so sorry. And gives him a beautiful table. And then they have a wonderful dinner. And then um, Colombo asks for this particular port. And um, they say, I'm not sure they're going to have it. Uh, And then they do have it. And they open it, and uh, they all taste it. And Columbo says it tastes fine. And uh, Adrian throws a fit and says, "This is disgusting. This is disgraceful. I'm I'm a f- personally offended at this. This this port has turned. It's disgusting. It's vinegar. It's awful." And he leaves the restaurant, and he says, "I'm so sorry. I'm you know I didn't mean to. It's just you know wine is very important to me, and that port was disgusting. And blah blah blah." And it turns out that what Colombo did, and he tells him, is he took the port. Uh, oh, this is what happened. There was a, when they went to, uh, when Adrian and Karen went to New York, there was a massive heat wave mm-hmm. in California and uh, in this particular place. And um, the wine cellar got incredibly hot. Oh. And Colombo took this port out of Adrian's wine cellar and gave it to the restaurant. And so they served Adrian's port instead of their own. And it was off because uh, it was incredibly hot in Adrian's wine cellar. And that's why the port turned. And he proved that um, the body, uh, uh, that the body was decomposing in the um in the Ooh. wine cellar and uh then he proves that uh adrian is actually the killer um and and he catches him out at the uh at the 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 scuba diving situation though right out there yeah how did that happen i'm trying to remember how they ended up out at the at the scuba diving spot again i don't remember myself which is why I probably shouldn't be recapping, but um, <laughs> at the end, what I do know is at the end, even though he's going to jail, they share a celebratory or whatever, a final glass of wine in Colombo's car. He, yeah, in the front seat of the car. 
Yeah. He always gives the criminal like one last little like hurrah where he's like, all right, like, like I, we, we played our great intellectual game, but now it's time for you to go to jail. But before you go, have a cigar, like something like weird like that. But he actually, they actually like these guys. The other guy, like normally he doesn't like the killers and he's the one who's like subservient and like, oh yeah, of course you know what you're talking about. I don't know. But this guy, they seem like, they could be friends. They're, yeah, they're simpatico. Right. Exactly. Also, I do remember that um, he's like, he had his convertible, Rick's convertible was open mm-hmm. and it had rained. They're saying that it, this happened while they were away in New York to be, so there's an alibi, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, I was in New York. I wasn't there when he scuba dove too much. And they and I've never heard anybody use the past tense of scuba dive before. I'm, this I'm is very interesting. That up. I'm just completely making. You're a trailblazer, right? And uh, <laughs> the car was wet, or I don't. The car was. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It was supposed <laughs> to have rained, and it wasn't wet, or it was yeah. wet, and it. Uh, the trick was the port being sour. That was the main thing. Any old the port, port going bad. Storm and oh, it had been raining. Yes, that's what it was. It had been raining when he scuba dove too much, mm. and the car wasn't wet. That's what it was. Okay, there it is. Okay, there and then is. I thought the. I mean, you know, of course, even though they were simpatico, you know, we think they like each other, but you know, Columbo is still running his old, you know rub-a-dub on him he's doing the like oh you know I, 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 you know I, that seems like you've explained everything oh one more thing yeah and he's also <laughs> pretending not to be sophisticated at all oh yeah i'd love to get a background i don't think i've watched a lot of colombo at this point and you don't get a lot of insight into the life of younger colombo like pretty much nothing is revealed about oh, anything Columbo's that happened supposed to, to be 19 <laughs> Columbo's supposed to be fresh People out of aged police again. Terribly back then. Yeah, the 70s were a nightmare. The cigars were loaded. Yeah, this is a theme we notice throughout the shows is that people age like uh, a, a like fruit banana. out and like a banana in the heat. It is Ooh. terrible, man. People are just, I think it was the diet and the lack of skincare. Who knows? But they, like, I remember when I looked up uh, Cheers, which uh-huh. we're going to be talking about next month. The cast was supposed to be in their early 30s at the beginning, like the postman and stuff. Like, and so it's completely reasonable to think that Peter Falk at the beginning of Columbo is 27. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, well, first of all, my mom, I know, used to put on pure oil, like Ban de Soleil with like 3%, you know, um, um, SPF, like oil to go. So it's not a big oh, yeah, surprise. They just, yeah, they totally. Cooked. But also, um, remember those little like mirror things that people would hold up and it was just like a three-fold right. mirror they just put in front of their face how awful is that i mean i love what a primitive me. time like that would be very uncomfortable to hold that up you have to really commit to skin cancer for that <laughs> i um, like the idea of committing to it interesting idea like what is his background i bet it's like you know he was number one at his police academy and he's probably a lot fancier at home than he lets on it would be funny if because he has fanciness and he knows how to do things it would be funny if he was one of those people who like rejected his family's fortune and set out to find his own path i wish he were still alive and we could ask him 
I know. It's very sad. Peter Falk was a great guy. And I think he actually won. How many Emmys did he win for uh, for oh, I uh, uh, Columbo? I read it. He, he won the best actor in a TV series at least five or four times. Oh, uh, he's really a consummate actor. I mean, he's just... He's just incredible. I can't think of anybody else who's ever done that in the run of a show. One best actor, four separate years. Sheldon. Sheldon. Young Sheldon or Sheldon? Oh. The guy from Big Bang Theory. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Does he get to count both? Does like, is like if Young Sheldon wins an Emmy, is that part of just the Sheldon Emmys? Yeah, part of the Sheldon canon, the Sheldon verse. It's um, part of the Sheldon brand. Yeah. But you also don't know if he's just telling a story like he's you know he's like my wife wants me to get a suit where do you where do you get this suit and so nice where do you get this suit like you don't know if he has a wife i mean he gets calls from her sometime but it could yeah. be like he you don't know if what he's saying to his suspects is actually the truth or just to throw them off like you don't know if he goes home and he has like uh, a smoking jacket and you know beautiful embroidered slippers you i don't feel know. like i've got a pretty vivid image of colombo he goes back to his kind of shitty apartment hangs up his rumply coat opens up a single can of beans that he eats with a spoon <laughs> and then he crushes like three beers and goes to bed that's that's i the, think that's what he wants you to think that's true maybe i've been played by i think i think he has that shitty apartment and then he opens up double doors and Ooh. it's a mansion and then he crushes three wines uh, and goes right. to sleep. Ow. This is dreadful. Sure, you? This is dreadful. Don't you realize that a great wine is like a great work of art? It has to be nurtured. It has to be taken care of. You have subjected this port to a temperature in excess of 150 degrees. Such disdain cannot and must not be tolerated. I advise you not to pay for the check. But, sir, I think that uh, this wine has been oxidized by overheating. Oh, Where did you keep it? On top of the stove? I assure you, monsieur. Don't you know any delicate wine spoils by being subjected to a rapid change in temperature? Serving this iodine is an insult. Monsieur Garcia, is there something wrong? Is there something wrong? Everything is wrong. An exciting meal has been ruined by the presence of this liquid filth. All right, we got one last, one last little delicious segment for you. Oh boy, I got, it. I called it delicious. I can't. <laughs> I like it. Okay. All right. Well, that we means have, how much you love it. We have one savory little snack for you to finish out the day, <laughs> uh, and that's how would how we would have done it. How we would have done the murder. Um, and so we're gonna go through and talk about how we would have killed this particular guy. Uh, I personally, I think the answer was right there. You got all this wine. The guy's trying to sell your family namesake. Uh, you chill out for a minute. You don't do the whole crime of brother passion and right. kill him thing. Instead, you say a toast to our families, whatever, and you poison him. And then you, you know, do the whole scuba diving thing. That didn't work, though. Just uh, I'd listen. Far be it for me to tell you how to be a criminal. Uh, that's that's fair. So uh, maybe do a better. I guess just a say better I, version. I would do, it just better. do it better. <laughs> but I think poisoning him would work because then you you don't have to so hastily hide him in the wine cellar. Then you can hide True. him somewhere else where then And let Columbo, his body get hot. Yeah, and then he can't use the wine to prank you. Right. Yeah, there you go. Columbo's all about pranks, and you got to give him zero prank options. Crane, how would you do it? <laughs> I think if I had to, 
you know, pick away. I would have just, so it sounds like the brother scuba dives all the time. Scuba diving is going to happen. Constantly scuba diving. You just go out there. And here's the thing. If you shoot him while he's scuba diving, what happens? There's a bullet in his body. People start looking into it. That's not the way you want to go. What you do is you shoot the little bottom cap off the bottom of his scuba tanks. And then he just shoots out into the middle of the ocean like a rocket. What is he going to do? And then they just find a guy who got eaten up by sharks. That seems yeah. pretty simple. That is pretty simple. I can't see how that would go wrong. So that would be my answer. <laughs> but yeah, there's literally no way it could. I think it's foolproof. Yeah, yeah no, it's pretty foolproof. <laughs> Suck it, Columbo. <laughs> well, I think uh, that will wrap it up for us today. Um, what we're going to do next week is we're going to be back. Dan is going to recap uh, our second episode of Columbo for us, which is called A Friend Indeed, which is the season three finale, right, Dan? Yeah. Yeah, um, and it involves a crooked police captain uh, is, or police commissioner. It's on Amazon, but it's not on YouTube. Because yeah. I at first got very confused trying to watch it on YouTube, but it then, then yeah, Dan it's on Amazon for free. I'm pretty sure you might need a Prime yeah. subscription. Yeah, you do. Oh, okay. Yeah, and there's also a host of illegal ways to watch it, uh, which Peter cool. Falk's dead, so it's fine. Um, I think that's how the law works. Um, but <laughs> other than that, I think we're pretty good. So bye. Bye. Bye.